Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 133. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? This beautiful Sunday. Going to go play some golf later. Going to go brag about it to these two because I'm significantly better than both of them. Uh, and I don't even hit my driver anymore. And uh, going to come back after golf, watch the Sox. Finish my night with some shark week. Go to bed. It's going to be a good day. Yeah. Uh, humble brag by Clausen there. He's better than us. Uh, he was like, what were you, like the captain of the fucking golf team or something in high school? Not even. Like, Not even. Either way. Uh, just just better than you. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't disagree. Just had a lot more practice and a lot more coaching. Either way. I'll let Clausen have that one because he can't throw past 65, and that's okay, too. Or 55. Yeah. Sunday morning. Shout out to Moon 5. Let's get into the episode. The Boston Red Sox, since we last recorded, 3-1 and one this week. Two games against the Atlanta Braves. Two games against the San Francisco Giants. You got the rubber match set for tonight. In San Fran at, I believe, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, so this will be out before that game starts. But the Red Sox have had a week. Their five-game losing streak was snapped last night. Tristan Casas is having an unbelievable start to the second half. I mean, he is statistically been the best hitter since the All-Star break in the league. And the Red Sox, the Red Sox have also been the best team in the league. Since the All-Star break. They've been unbelievable. They've been unbelievable. They had that little three-game skid, if you want to even call it that, uh, where they lost the two to Oakland, one to the Mets last, or that was, yeah, last weekend. But, yeah, you you, you beat the Braves twice. You beat the Giants twice. Two games, or two days ahead of the trade deadline. We'll talk, you know, plenty about that today. But the Boston Red Sox, I feel like right now, have probably been the most fun I've had watching them in quite some time and the optimism around this team I think is finally starting to show through with fans like even just with some of our friends like in group chats talking about them it's like all right they're starting to generate a little bit of a buzz right now and you know we talked about this a couple days ago this playoff push is is, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun yeah, it feels legit. They feel like they're legit. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that uh, the young guys that we always talk about every week and Jaron Duran and Tristan Casas are are good. You need some star players on a team for it to feel like it's going to be able to contend. And Tristan Casas and Jaron Duran feel like they're trending in that direction. Probably not there quite yet, but just feels good. Feels good to be around this team. And then Gardy sent us something yesterday i think that highlighted who's coming back soon and yeah. right yeah i mean you've got you've got four guys who are out right now and two of them definitively have dates that they're they're coming back that were uh you know tentatively announced by by reporters around the team and even if the red Sox don't go out and get a huge name at the trade deadline which if that's your expectation. I hate hate to burst your bubble, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Red Sox are 
going to get kind of like a a mid-sized name starting pitcher, uh, maybe somebody else, but I digress. We'll talk more about that later. But you've got four guys right now who are hurt, and Trevor Story and Chris Sale have timetables of when they should be returning to the team. Sounds like Trevor Story is going to be back next Friday in Toronto. Or actually, are the Red Sox home? I can't remember if they're home or away. I thought they were in Toronto, but he will be back. Uh, they're home. They're home. All right. <clears throat> well, he'll be back at Fenway next Friday against the Blue Jays. And then Chris Sale, uh, tentatively, I saw that he is supposed to be back for the Detroit Tigers series, which is at Fenway the following weekend, the 11th through the 13th. So, again, even if you're not getting a big name, you're getting Chris Sale, which is now this is now the third year in a row where there's been talk about Chris Sale being being the big trade deadline acquisition. Maybe third time is the charm, but Sale leading up to the to the second injury this year, he I'm not going to say his old self, but he was looking the best that he's been since probably 2019. Clawson, yeah. Do you guys see his quote uh, the other day when he was talking to reporters in Worcester about his role? I did. I actually did not see that. No. He, uh, it was not what I would expect Chris Sale to say, but he basically was uh, on the record saying that he doesn't care if he's a starter or a reliever. He just wants to help the team win, which is sick. And it's not what I expected out of Chris Sale. But I think that's a huge plus. I mean, at this point. Yeah. What else is the guy going to say? Yeah. You know, I mean, he hasn't been available at all. He's, he's going to have to come back in any capacity he can. I mean, when he's on, he's, he's the best pitcher on the staff, though. That's not even necessarily true anymore. When he's on? You don't know what on looks like with Chris Sale anymore. I mean, here's the thing. Chris Sale, since 2019, has only pitched in 22 games. In his career, his first two years, he, he pitched in 2010 and 2011 completely out of the bullpen. And since uh, 2012, he's only made one appearance out of the bullpen. Again, I, th- I think this is this is totally an Alex Cora decision, and the Red Sox are, are short on starters anyway, so I would be surprised if they, they brought Chris Sale out of the pen. But, I mean, maybe uh, you roll with an opener before Sale, have Sale go three or four innings. I mean, his arm is just so fragile at this point, and, you know, he hasn't exactly been great in the two postseasons that he's, he's pitched in for... Uh, or I guess, yeah, 2017, he wasn't great either. So all, all three uh, for the Red Sox. But he did strike out Manny Machado to, uh, to win the 2018 World Series. That was pretty cool. If if you kind of play him as a 2023 Nick Pavetta or mm-hmm. uh, the the way that the Giants played Mad Bum in the World Series that year, I mean, he pitched a ridiculous amount yeah, of innings. He yeah. started and came out of the pen. Play him as like the, the World Series MVP, I think that would work. Well, no, but I yeah, mean, I'm, like I'm the way that, the point. way that they played Mad Bum out of the pen, and he was just kind of their go-to guy when they needed outs. I don't think that's a bad spot for Sale when you get when you get into those games that matter. Yeah, I mean, I I think Chris Sale in any capacity, as long as he's healthy, he's a plus to have on your roster. But I think that even with Sale coming back, and I haven't even mentioned the other two guys, you've got Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck, who have both been out for uh, quite some time now. They don't have exact dates to... I haven't I haven't seen much on Whitlock. I know Houck was hopefully throwing or about to throw. 
but I would think that there may be late August, early September comebacks. Then you've got you've got you know plenty of guys to round up this this roster, but I I still think that it's going to kind of be uh, a piece together who's pitching what day for the rest of this year. I think you know you don't know whether Hauk is a starter. I mean I know Cora said that they still are you know discussing what their roles are going to be. You don't know whether Hauk's going to come out of the bullpen. Same thing with Whitlock. You don't know if he's going to start. So I still think we're going to see plenty of these. Uh, Bernardino, Pavetta, Murphy, uh, Walter kind of games where you, you just kind of put it together and who's ever hot, you ride the hot hand. And if you get into the playoffs, sick. Realistically, I think the rotation should be Chris Sale, James Paxton, Brian, not in no particular order. Uh, Chris Sale, James Paxton, Brian Bayo, uh, Cutter Crawford, and Tanner Houck, and Garrett Whitlock, I think can function uh, better as the uh, kind of Andrew Miller of the 2023 uh, Boston Red Sox, how he was played by Terry Francona in the 2016 postseason, something like that. I like Garrett Whitlock in that role. We've talked about it a lot. I would love to see a Hauk and Whitlock like dual role. Like you have each of them go oh. like three innings. That's you a good there? start. You get over there, Clausen? That's a good start. How how can how can Whitlock back to back? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I feel like you're wasting two bullets right there though for one game. Yeah, but like a wild card. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't. The thing is, is that we have to get to the postseason first. We got to get there first before we can even discuss, you know, how that how you want to play that out. I mean, I would love to see the two of them go together because we've both seen that them going deep in games as a starter just does not work. So. Why don't you use one of them for three innings? I mean, earlier this year, we did the whole segment where we broke down how splits uh, first, second, third time through the order. I mean, they're they're unbelievable. Like he just gets so much worse the more guys see him. And I know it's gotten a tiny bit better uh, than it was, you know, end of April, early May. But I would love I, I think that would be that would be cool. You have, you know, you just have them kind of do a, a dual six inning roll. I don't know if I necessarily think that makes sense. Steve's right. It, it's never going to happen, but it would be cool. I don't know. I don't know. But I do like that rotation, uh, Steve. Uh, the Red Sox also announced yesterday that Corey Kluber has been shut down. Uh, they For said the that it was what? For the year? Well, I was just I was going to say they said it's not necessarily for the season, but you got to think that a, a shutdown is not what that means. Corey Kluber's never going to pitch for the Red Sox again. Yeah, isn't a shutdown like he's getting shut down? You know, <laughs> I, I think it's like a. <laughs> I, I mean, that's my interpretation of it, but they said it's not necessarily for the full year. We're shutting him down for the next like I don't know two weeks. It's like they're shutting him down for like a month and twenty three days. This feels like when they reevaluate on the end of the year. This feels like when they strung along Drew Pomeranz and, uh, and Garrett Richards to the last two postseason runs. Like they just ran them to the last day, and they were hoping that they uh, they wouldn't show up. They kind of pulled like the Jamal Adams at at the Jets training camp. You know the, the video. <laughs> oh, was he can't get in. The door doesn't open. Yeah, must have changed the password. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, they cut me. I think they cut me. I think they're just trying to do that with Corey Kluber now. It's just the the quiet. 
you know, not quiet quitting, but quiet firing. Just hope they don't keep showing up. I feel bad for Kluber, man. I mean, he's just like a, such a he's shell old, of his. Man. He's just a shell of his former self. I mean, this is a guy who won two Cy Youngs. He threw uh, a no hitter like two years ago. I mean, you can have a no hitter if you if you if you bring it one day. I mean, it's still Domingo German, uh, Matt Don't Latos. That one perfect Matt game, Latos. Yeah, Matt no Latos. Oh man, I forgot about that. Per- uh, no, that was not a perfect game. No hitter. I'm talking about. Domingos. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. Um Kane through perfect game. Mr. Perfect. Phil Bumber. Yeah, right. It, uh Wade Marley threw oh, one a few, few years ago. Homer Bailey had two. Yeah, right. Ubaldo Jimenez. Clay Buckholtz. We're just naming people that threw no hitters in perfect games. Who's the who's the most obscure person you can name who threw a no hitter? Probably Clay Buckholtz. Nah, Thanks. Clay Joe's was electric. Armando Galarraga should have had a, a perfect game. I know, I said that. Oh, did you? I didn't yeah, know. you know who hit the ball? Trivia. Uh, would have been the nine hitter for the Cleveland Indians. Was it Carlos Santana? No, I think it was. Uh, I want to say I read it was it was Josh Donaldson, but now that I say that out loud, no. it doesn't feel like it was right. That, no, he would have still been with Oakland. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I'll let you know. <laughs> Clausen? John's business for one. I forgot about that. Who? John means business. Oh, yeah. Oh, John, yeah. John, John, John means. John did throw one. Are they going to get him back? I don't know. What's what's the deal know, with, with John means he right now? He was dirty last year. Bro. Dodgers Josh Beckett threw one. I forgot about that. He did. I have no recollection. Of I remember why. I actually kind of remember watching Sports Center and like I, I was a huge Josh Beckett stand back in the day. And you I was looking at this Wikipedia page. Like, you know, Josh Beckett throws a no hitter. I'm like, God damn it. it I was, was looking at the Wikipedia page for uh, Galarraga's near perfect game a few weeks ago, and I must have misread who it was. It's not Josh Donaldson. It's Jason Donald. Oh, classic mix up. Have you ever heard of Jason classic Donald? Jason Donald. What do you think? What? Jason, what, do you, what do you think Jason Donald's career stats are looking like? I got him right in front of me. You want me to tell you? I would love that. Has he, he played more than guy? Has he played more than eighty games? No, he played two years for the Cleveland Indians. He had a two fifty seven average, seven home runs, and forty three RBIs, and that's all Wikipedia gives me. So he played in one hundred and seventy games, twenty ten to twenty twelve. Bronze in the Olympic Games, two thousand eight Beijing. Can't take that really? away from him. No, you cannot it's, take it's an that Olympic, away. He's an Olympian. A, if I were him, I totally would get like the rings tattooed on me somewhere. Like, oh, yeah, I was an Olympian. I don't know if I would ever get a tattoo, but if I did, that would certainly be the coolest one I think you could get. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm an Olympian. It's like I like how Ricky Fowler's got that. It's like yeah, for golf, but like, it's sick. It's, you're an Olympian. It's, it's nothing big. It's just very small. It's simple, but yet I think it's like the biggest flex of all time. It's like oh, oh, this. This yeah. Right yeah. 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 No, those Cheerios the on Olympic rings. Are those Cheerios? No. You know they like they're the Olympic rings. Oh. Oh, oh like big G- fan. G- no, I was. I was. I was in them. Oh. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh. It's like you know okay. how Olympians uh, compete in the Olympics. Yeah, those. Those me. Those you. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, the Red Sox traded Kike Hernandez back to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Probably the only team in the MLB that considered Kike to be valuable enough to trade for him. I got to say, the Red Sox, for a candidate with 
you know, Pablo Reyes uh, coming back soon, and Christian Arroyo and Yu Chang and you. all these guys, this logjam and Trevor Story. For Kike Hernandez, who is a, a like, a, I would say a candidate to get DFA'd, Red Sox got a pretty decent return back for him. Yeah, I agree. That's why that's what I'm saying. It's like the Dodgers definitely valued Kike the most as um as a player than any other team in the league, and they definitely showed it in what they gave us. I feel like they could have waited they- a few weeks and just saw if he got DFA'd. Picked him up. I think they clearly value him as a person. You see the videos of him in the in the club in the clubhouse in the dugout right I mean, after he, he gets traded. It seems like he's kind of a he's he's a he's a locker room guy. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't think he really has a spot on that team in the field or at the no, play. Dave but. Roberts uh, laid out exactly how much he was going to play. He's going to play against like every single lefty at second base, and then uh, Mookie. Can move back to the outfield full time. Yeah, I honestly had not realized that Mookie. When I was watching the All Star game, they'd showed um, his uh, like his splits where he was playing. I did not realize he was playing the infield that often. Partly because I I don't stay up and watch West Coast games really very often. But uh, he he's incredibly talented. I hate how often Mookie comes up on our show. I feel like even when we're not trying to bring him up, he somehow comes up. Well, he's on the biggest, one of the biggest market, probably the biggest market team in the league at this point. And he's a top five player. So it's kind of hard not to mention Mookie every once in a while. Mookie? Mookie. <laughs> Mookie bats. Uh, in return for Kike Hernandez, the Boston Red Sox got two pitchers. They got uh, Nick Robertson. And Justin Hagenman uh, from the Dodgers. The Red Sox also sent $2.5 million. It's U.S. currency to the Dodgers. Uh, Robertson, these two guys look promising. Robertson has not played in uh, the... the, Hold on one second. Speaking of U.S. currency, can you imagine <laughs> if they if they traded in like Indian rupee? Yeah, do you think they could do that? You could like trade for a for a currency that's got a, a higher exchange rate right now, just so you can. There isn't one. Right. I mean, it would it would be like Kike Hernandez and like two point five trillion rupees. Let's say that would sound way better than two point five million dollars. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Uh, right. Five trillion and Kike Hernandez get sent over. <laughs> don't a lot. don't specify the currency. No, no. Uh, Robertson this year he's played or pitched in twenty seven games uh, for the Dodgers AAA team in Oklahoma City. Uh, twenty seven relief appearances, two point five four ERA. He's got forty two strikeouts and twenty eight and a third innings, one point eight four. Uh, opponent's batting average and a whip sitting under one at 0.99. He's also pitched in nine games for the Dodgers this year. Hasn't been uh, as good for for them. Uh, his ERA is sitting just over uh, six with them. But I think that this is a guy, you know, maybe not this year, but maybe next year could see in the bullpen. I mean, he's got pretty good minor league numbers. 
Uh, he was sitting right on the the edge of the Dodgers' top 30 prospects. And, yeah, just to kind of bolster that pitching depth for for essentially nothing, which is what Kike Hernandez was giving you on a nightly basis, I, uh, I'll, I'll absolutely take, uh, take both these guys. It was more like for $2.5 million. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Hagenman, which is, a, I, I got to say, it's a pretty sweet, sweet name. Depends who you ask. You don't think it is? I don't. I wouldn't want my last name to be Hagen Man. I'm just saying from like a, break, a baseball perspective, like go get go get Hagen Man. Warm get him warm pen. Stand him up. Go get go get Mentor. Get Mentor up and up and warming. <laughs> All time great clip. That's a great video. It's a great video. Uh, Hagen Man. In 25 games this year for the Dodgers, Triple uh, A team, 2.78 ERA. He started five of those games, 55 innings pitched, 60 strikeouts, opponents' batting average of 230, and a whip of 1.07. Both of these guys uh, have pitched in one game for the Woo Sox too, so they're both in Triple A right now. And yeah, I mean, Kike provided the Red Sox with one of the most memorable postseason moments. I mean, the Red Sox have had a lot of them, but still 2021 was a fun year. That walk off in game four, uh, that was electric. That was easily the best game I've ever seen in person. I thought that was gone. I did too. Well, actually, no, I didn't. But watching when you watch the replay back, it looks like that thing was going like 600 feet. Well, yeah, he pimped it because he knew it didn't matter. Everybody was celebrating. Yeah, but it didn't even get to like the the warning track. Yeah, like one hopped to the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, all right. Uh, I guess I was going to tell this story at the end for closing out the ninth, but I'll, I'll bring it up now. I uh, So that was the game that Zach Hampel caught two home runs. And so I'm in So I'm in Detroit on Tuesday watching the Tigers game. And go Tigers. Go Tigers. Did Eddie coached. start too? What? Yeah. Did Eddie, Eddie start? Eddie did start. And that, that start made me realize I was like, Eddie can I don't want to see him in Boston anymore. That was like Yeah, I, I'd actually I'd actually be so infuriated if I got the ESPN notification that the Sox traded back for Eduardo Rodriguez. That's like yeah. It's like when you 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 see like an old friend who you haven't seen in a long time and you're like, it would be really good to catch up with this guy. And you go and see him and you're just like you are not the same you're like i kind of forgot about all these little annoying tendencies that i wasn't a fan yeah. of you and that was like watching like little annoying. that but, was like watching this eddie start it was just like i'm sitting there my, my my head was in my hands like half the game and i'm like i don't even care if the tigers win this it's not even like someone that you used to be friends with that had like little things that were annoying it was just like the fucking annoying kid that you went to high school with and you're running into him at the grocery store why and, why would uh, you be at the grocery store? Well, that's the thing, is like if you don't want to run into the annoying kid at the grocery store, you'd order your groceries through Instacart. And if you don't know, Instacart is an online grocery delivery app. It allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient you need to make your famous dish while you're watching the socks. Or you just don't want to run into the annoying kid that you went to high school with at the, at the grocery store, order it through Instacart. Delivery straight to your door in as fast as an hour. You can shop multiple stores. So you deals in your area that'll help you save money. Every item is hand selected at the store to fit your most specific needs. Every item is handled with care. Don't know the offer this week, but uh, it's it's been pretty nice this weekend. If you haven't sparked your summer celebration, this is a great time to do it. August is coming up. It's going to be a hot one. 
go go grow it's some a hot one. Go grow some meat. Grow some meat. You're gonna say if it? you don't know. Oh, hold on. You're oh. gonna say it. You're gonna say it. No, this Never is still part of the store again. Woo! Uh, you see what we're gonna go with. I was gonna say if you don't know who the annoying kid from high school was, it's probably you. I think it's it's Alex Clawson. No, oh, yeah. I just realized yeah. that the the shorts I'm wearing right now, I put them on backwards. Uh, I have to start the show all over. I just God. went to put my hands in my pockets, and now I'm just like they're awkwardly in my pockets. Anyways, things you don't need to tell everybody. <laughs> Was that not crucial information to the show? No, it just makes you look bad. Thanks, bro. Um, so I'm in Detroit on Tuesday, and I'm walking around the outfield. And I saw a familiar face who we were talking about the other day. I ran in to Zach Campbell. And so I was, I should, I should, I, I wanted to talk to him for a minute. And I did. My dad and I talked to him for a second. And I shook his hand, you know, whatever. I took a picture so I could, could show you guys that I actually met the man, the myth, the legend in person, which I knew you guys would get a kick out of. And you did. And, it was it was just a funny moment. I don't know was, if I'd say I got a kick out of it. I, come on, you got to you got to admit that it was kind of funny. I mean, like we were just talking about him the day before, and I we, I threw I, I throw in a picture means that we were we were ripping him the day you before. were we weren't just talking about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> what'd you guys talk about? Oh, I just asked him about. Well, Baseball? I was like, I was like, I saw, I was like, how did you catch Devers home run the night before? He's like, man, I've been getting so lucky, like. I catch a home run every uh every 10 games like I'm good and my dad was like you should tell him about the the podcast you have and I was like no yeah yeah my buddy <laughs> met you at Fenway last week yeah yeah would you you weren't you weren't too kind to him Steve were you I wouldn't say I was mean just you just weren't, weren't welcoming <laughs> I was just like you know make sure you get the balls to the kids yeah yeah anyways uh, so it's the ninth inning, right? And I want to preface this that I have never caught a foul ball at any level game in my life. Matt Veerling is up at the plate against Carlos Estevez, and I'm sitting down the first baseline, rips a foul ball just over the net, just over my head, takes a wicked bounce off the like little wall separating the 100 from like the little section behind it. They have like rocking chairs or like deck chairs. It's pretty cool. Bounces up, hits the the row behind me, hits this lady like on the head. I go to reach for it, falls right into the, the seat next to me. I go to grab for it and then it falls on the ground. I look down and there's this kid under the seat, like face up looking at me, trying to grab the ball. I'm like, what the hell? So I snag it right before he grabs it. And I'm like, I got oh. my first ball. I got my first foul ball. It was awesome. But the thing is, is this all because I met Zach Ample? I, I have to think that because you touched the man's hand, he must have transferred some luck into you. I think that's got to be it. I think, that, And I sent the, the picture. I was like, got my first foul ball. And that was the first thing you said. I was like, I did not even think about that. What would you do with the ball? Uh, I took it home. Oh, <laughs> uh, you didn't give it to the kid? No, 
absolutely dude you know you know how good of a feeling it was to catch that foul ball everyone's like first of all the tigers had just scored four in the ninth to tie the game up the place is rocking and i catch this foul ball people around me are going nuts catch i'm getting high fives ball. like i'm the Sounds president like you of the stole United it from States. a little kid no no that kid he's got plenty more games to go to in the future than i do you Here's sound exactly like zach hample does <laughs> no zach hample Can you believe this steve Steve wasn't yeah, here can. for this. I mean, considering that uh, you, no. he took a picture with with the guy. Don't don't. I would have I would have taken a picture of the ball, and then I would have given it to the kid. No, you would not have. You're I so full of crap. Every you time, absolutely I go, would not. Every time I go to a baseball game, I look around to find the nearest little kid because if there's such a chance that I come across a ball, I don't have any use for it. It'll make that little eight year old's day more than it'll make mine, dude. Trust me. Do you realize yeah, no, how you don't have, the, you don't have the thrill of catching a foul ball? It's what a feel. Know. You sound like Zach Campbell. What a feel. Well, he's caught you, hundreds of them. No, you don't know when there's a camera on you, and you do not. Uh, obviously, you should give it to a kid anyway, just because morally uh, that's objectively a good thing to do. You also don't want to be the guy that's like on uh, Bleacher Report or whatever, like later that day. And it's like, oh, grown ass man keeps ball. 17,000 children in stands, ballless. <laughs> Curb stomps right. child out of the way to catch the fly th- ball and nice. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This kid, this kid who was under, like, scared, he scared the crap out of me, too. He's just like, his head was looking up at me. I was like, oh my God. Please, sir. I've never caught a baseball before. When I when I came up with it, when I came, (laughs) (laughs) spare me one measly baseball. And then he Heismaned him into the next row. No, here's the thing: there were a lot of lot of there were a lot of like older people sitting around. I mean, they were all pumped up about it because in 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 their eyes, I'm still a kid. You're 22 years old, (laughs) brother. Oh brother, this guy stinks. Trust me. Once, once you, once you feel the thrill of catching a foul ball, <laughs> the next one, the next one, I'll give it back. You can't give up your first foul ball. Well, that's Who cares? it's like objective complete. This is like it's you guardy, guys have never guardy, been that in that baseball situation. is gonna live in your is gonna live in your garage until your dog chews it up in five years. I don't have a dog, and it's sitting nicely in my bedroom. Have I ever told the story? I didn't think I was going to get ripped for this. Because you, you you didn't give the ball to a little kid. He was gone by the time I stood up and I'm getting mobbed by the you're people t- you're around. Telling me, you're telling me in your section there wasn't a little kid sitting there. No. Oh, can you can – you, uh, There wasn't a single what little was the kid. catch like? It, was, it wasn't a catch. It wasn't oh, a catch. Picked it up off the ground? Yeah. He ripped – he oh. curb stomped the little kid. I did you one thing. You weren't it, even there. <laughs> If you one thing, on if it was like a hundred miles per hour off the bat, and you just like throw your right hand up and then like snag it right out of the air, like that's cool, and that'd be worth keeping, I guess. But you picked it up. I gotta see if my dad's around. I need him to like vouch for me here. He came across. He came across the ball. That's what happened. Yeah. No, I, I was aggr- I was aggressive to to grab it. You know. Did you say that you caught a foul ball? I think I I think I said I phrased it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, is there a difference between picking up a foul ball and catching a foul ball? Because I still, yeah, yeah. One of them you caught. Is there a... <laughs> yeah, I texted you. <sighs> All right, 
If you just said got my first foul ball, I'll let it slide. You guys got I'm anything else on the Kike? You, you guys got anything else on the Kike Hernandez trade? <laughs> yeah. Cardi said he caught the foul ball. What a poser. I don't want to hear it. Oh, you guys. Yeah, first foul ball catch. Catch. Ah. Point. <laughs> Cardi, there's a little girl standing running with those seats for her. What? Claude, those Did you like... hear any of that? No. Does it in the picture you sent us? There's a little girl two rows in front of us. You could have flipped it down to her. <laughs> All right. I'm not giving up the ball. I. I... It, it it's because you touched Zach Campbell. I I I don't know what's happening yeah. to me. That greedy the, baseball bastard. Touch. <laughs> so when I see you guys, can I not like shake your hand? <laughs> It's so like you the cheese try. touch. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, hey, at the end of the day, we're giving you a hard time. I understand where you're coming from. You know, I don't. I'm, I'm just Such... I'm not saying it's right or wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying I get where you're coming from. You're a big baseball fan. It was your first foul ball that you picked up off the ground. Um, Yeah. Just, I'm Claus, sure Clawson would have tried to short arm thrown it back onto the field. <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have domed someone in like yeah. the eighth row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know when that like guy threw the ball back and it hit Stan? If Clawson had done yeah. that, it would have hit the guy in the first row of the monster. <laughs> Literally just like the back of the head of the person sitting like directly with one row in front of you. <laughs> Clawson, have you ever thought about going into the shot put? Uh no, my shoulders donezo. You know, I did shot put one time in high school. How'd it the, go? Uh, I was entered into a pentathlon uh, by my coach because I did that? a pentathlon is like a decathlon, but if you can, you know, put one and two together, uh, deca means ten, which is a ten event uh, decathlon. Penta means five. Oh. Yeah, and I've already did some of the events, but one of the events was shot put. This is before I really lifted a lot, um, and I was probably like 138 pounds or something like that. And a shot put weighed very close to 10% of my body weight, not quite. <laughs> uh, the throwing coach's rule was I wouldn't be allowed to do it if it was 10% of my body weight. I came in dead last in that event, but I came in like six in the pentathlon, like a 20-person pool. Pretty good. Out of boy. Out of boy. I threw it maybe six feet. Like Those maybe. are heavy, man. They are heavy. They're so heavy. They're like twelve pounds, fifteen pounds. I don't even They're know. They're like ten percent of Steve's old body weight. Yeah, whatever it was. I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah. Throwing coach was like, look, man, don't get hurt. Don't make me look bad. And I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Thank you, Kike, for a fun run in 2021. Beyond that. Enrique Hernandez. He was fun. I, I liked him. It, it was a little bit disappointing. Or it was disappointing how this season uh, panned out for him. But, uh, yeah, game. Kike's back in L.A. Red Sox got some bullpen depth, which leads us now quickly to the trade deadline coming up in two days. It sounds like the Red Sox should be targeting a 
veteran relieving or uh veteran starting pitcher. So who would you who would you guys want to see uh see the Red Sox go after? I'm a fan of uh Jack Flaherty, as I've mentioned previously. Uh another St. Louis Cardinal, Jordan Montgomery is having a better season actually than Flaherty. Uh could be interesting. Uh, Blake Snell obviously probably has the biggest price tag out of anybody really mentioned on the open market, but he's also having the best season. He's a former Cy Young winner and he's a one year rental. Um, and then we, before the show, we said, Hey, I don't know what it would cost to get him or if he's even really on the trade market. Uh, Zach Granke, I just like that guy and he probably would be Corey Kluber 2.0, but some names, you know, look, Realistically, we're going to get like the Chicago Cubs third starter. Cubs aren't selling anymore, guy. Yeah, the Cubs are. But you know what I mean? Like they're going to get some, they're going to get some National League teams, middle of the road starter who's like 34 and is a year and a half out of their prime and they get him for nothing. Can we trade for Steven Strasburg? Does he still pitch? I don't. No, no, he's he. I don't think he's like pitched since 2019. I think he's done. I I, I, I would agree. I he literally sold his arm to win that World, World Series, Series for the National World Series MVP. Uh, he had such an impressive run. He had such an impressive run. Enough. Yep. Uh, Steve's guy. It's my guy. Hasn't won a run all year. He hasn't. He hasn't. Zero, uh, zero. Well, Hell yeah, it is. What gonna say. Damn. Uh, it was a good one, Carson. <laughs> Zach, Zach Granke this year, twenty starts. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Yeah. Four, four, six, eight ERA. Oh, buddy, I wish. <laughs> Who? Trust. Who are we talking about? Zach Granke. Zach Granke. Oh, it's like a seven. Nah, it's not that bad. Five point five point four nine. Twenty starts. Guess what his record is? Not. I'm not a. I don't. I don't like records. Not a big but record yet. Nine. Uh, he's probably like four and thirteen. One and eleven. Oof. Oh, Oof. wow. <laughs> Just killing his career averages. He's won five yeah. games the last two years in Kansas City in 46 starts. The poor mm-hmm. guy. The Royals are just a sad, I, I mean, forever Royal, but <laughs> <laughs> the Royals are. Don't just, get me wrong, forever Royal, but, but they're in a abomination they don't even have a prospect inside the top 100 and they've been bad for like eight years dude they didn't get it to one for a role this chapman no they have not one prospect in the top 100 well maybe That's after crazy. the draft maybe after the draft now they do but they got bobby witt bobby witt is not a prospect. bobby name another name another royal Besides Bobby Wood and I just Jack watched Grinke. them. I just watched them play, and I'm still MJ Melendez. I think is on the on Whit the Merrifield. He's still on. No, he's on the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Anyways, MJ Melendez. There you go, Salvador Perez. Also on uh, nice. on the Royals. I think that the Red Sox. I think that uh, three names. I I would. I think these are on like the. A little bit of a higher end deal that the Red Sox would go after. Steve mentioned Flaherty. I'd like that. I would love to see him kind of revive his career. Um, <clears throat> he's not. A, he's had a pretty decent year. Has he? 
It's not. Yeah. No, I think that it, it's a little inflated. Some of his ERA because he had, ha- he has had uh, two or so really bad starts, but for the most part, he's been a solid five innings, uh, you know, three earned runs. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. He's still like young. Like I, I still view Flaherty as a guy who like in the next two years could, you know, maybe a little change of scenery could break out into like a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, he's got he's got a four four three ERA and one hundred nine innings pitched with a one five five WHIP. He's seven and six, and yeah, yeah. There's nothing else I can really say to redeem uh, redeem I, that ERA, but I would he, be. He's had some decent starts. I would be for that. Uh, another guy I would like to see the Red Sox maybe go after. I think this would be a, a high-er price tag, too. Uh, an all-star this year, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, from the Detroit Tigers, Michael Lorenzen. Uh, that's another starter. He's only 31, um, but this year he's having a great year. 18 uh, starts, thir- a 3.58 ERA. He's got 83 strikeouts in 105 innings. So, you know, he's not a not a huge strikeout guy, but I think he could be another guy um that that would that would plug into the rotation nicely. But again, the problem with the deadline this year, which is part of the reason why I don't think the Red Sox are going to make any big moves, is that there is so much more demand for players from buying teams more than there is the it's basic economics, right, Clausen? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, baby. It's, it's inflation. It's baseball. Baseball inflation. Base, base inflation. It's base inflation. There's not enough good players to be sold to the better teams, and um, so the better teams are paying. Manfredomics. More. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Welcome, welcome down. to welcome to class. Manfredomics. We'll learning about Manfredomics. Professor Clausen and TA's guardian Steve. Whoa, whoa! I was just hey. getting into. It. What do you mean? Hey. Who who here has any sort of degree in economics? Who here works in finance? Who here has a degree in finance? This isn't a finance <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, I just saw something pretty funny. Totally unrelated. Um, yeah. Good segue. <laughs> good segue. Uh, Akron school board members are outraged with LeBron James' I Promise School after it was reported that the school hasn't had one student from its eighth grade class pass a math test in over eight years. It sounds like me. Jordan would never. <laughs> Jordan would never. I got to say, also kind of completely unrelated, <clears throat> the city of Cleveland was actually pretty, like, really nice. Cleveland, this is for you. Is there uh where's the Johnny Manziel statue that Skip Bayless was asking for like ten years ago? Dude, yeah, right. they're still constructing that out of the Brown Stadium. It's like so massive, but it's like uh what's that church? I think it's in, in France where they, it's just like never complete. They're just like Notre still dumb. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no. they're just they're I just still I building. Well, our burned, our grandkids like three years ago, yeah. five years ago. Semi. Semi our grandkids are going to be going to Cleveland. They're going to be like the Manziel statue still under construction. So yeah, seven years. My grandkids ain't going to Cleveland. What's that? Why? Yeah. Why would they? It's 
better places to go. I, listen, I had a good time in Cleveland. I went to the, the Guardians game the next day. They played the Royals. The Royals are just sad, man. Forever Royal, but uh, Cleveland <laughs> was just better. You know, the Guardians should be the Spires. The Guardians, uh, okay. I don't know. There were still so many people uh, in Cleveland wearing Indians gear. And specifically Chief, Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo stuff. Like I, I also I saw. It, man. That's vintage. I mean, that's, now. that's a collector's item. Yeah, that's at this vintage. Point. They had shirts in like a hundred years. It was like protect the chief with the chief Wahoo. Hey, people forget Chief Wahoo's been out of a job since they changed the logo. Yeah, that he has. Um, but yeah, no, I liked. I actually liked Cleveland's ballpark a little bit more than Detroit, which I was surprised about. Cleveland's I don't know. A nice park. I don't know. I don't remember where exactly those fell in our uh, ballpark rankings, but um, man, we had some tough episodes during the lockout. <laughs> Not tough. They were yeah, just. I forgot we different. did that. To be honest with you, we were we were scratching and clawing at anything we could think of to uh, to get through that. Some would say that was prime gone bridge. We had a string of three weeks in a row. If you haven't listened to these episodes, we had or no, was it four? We had we had Jared. And then we had Bronson, and then we had Pat Light. And I think Light I think episode. Jake was on somewhere in there too. Yeah, if you're gonna listen to any old Jake episode, first. go back and listen to that Pat Light episode. That's nothing episode, but electricity. That episode is just all over the place. The like first. if your phone's about to die, just throw on the Pat episode, the Pat Light episode, and it'll charge your battery right back up. That's how electric it is. <laughs> you guys, you guys seen those uh, those t- like Twitter memes where it's like. Sir, you have two minutes to live. Yeah. You know, oh, let me listen to Freebird. Freebird is seven minutes. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. You have two minutes to live. Let me listen to the Gone Bridge episode with Pat Light. Sir, just, that's an hour and a half. I'll allow it. God. <laughs> I just remember that we had like maybe eight minutes of serious conversation with him about like the minor league pet, like minor leagues pay and conditions of working. And then the rest of it, like, we just talked about just <laughs> literally anything else. You only need yeah. to listen to the first five minutes of that episode to figure out where that, that boat's gone. It was pretty much like, yeah, man, they treat you like a dog in the minor leagues, but uh, I hit on this girl last night at my bar and Eli uh, Manning went there once. <laughs> it was, it's, it's a good episode. It's, it's a, good episode. a great episode. You go, go check it out. Um, anyways, yeah, trade deadline coming up. The last guy I just wanted to quickly mention was uh was was Jordan Montgomery, little southpaw uh, from the Cardinals too. He was with the Yankees last year. He got traded for uh for Harrison Bader, so maybe we'll see uh see him come on over to the Sox too. But as <clears throat> as Clawson mentioned, it's probably gonna be some guy who we have never heard of, and he's gonna be a god and be the fifth starter for the Boston Red Sox. Steve, uh, Jordan Montgomery probably makes more sense than Jack Flaherty because. As you said, he's a southpaw, and currently the only uh, lefty pitcher is Chris Sale, right? If I'm not mistaken. James Paxton. James Paxton, right, yeah. Good, Tigers. You guys got anything else on the trade deadline, on the Kike trade, on really anything? We'll do a quick wrap-up of these uh, these four games and then uh, finish out the show. We traded for that other guy that pitched yesterday. Yes, we did. I was actually just going to bring that up. Mauricio. How do you pronounce his last name? Lovera? Uh, I don't know. 
he the looked double the double L is always unbelievably steep. mid, but he got himself out of a jam. He, he was actually movement. pitched against. He does his... have, I mean, like I feel like all relief pitchers have like gross stuff. It doesn't make them good, if you know what I'm saying. He pitched against his former team, San Francisco Giants, where he uh, this year pitched in five games, five and a third innings, had only given up one run. I uh, played pitched in 17 games for the Giants the year before, and then in 2021 and 2020, he pitched in a combined seven games for the Phillies. Uh, so yeah, he's slotting uh, into the bullpen right now. The bullpen. Uh, Caleb Ort was also transferred to the 60 day DL. So it sounds like no. the orchard or uh, the orchard chamber will, will be no longer for the year, but the bullpen yeah. is looking probably the most complete. It has in quite some time uh, you got. I, I don't, I wouldn't even, I guess you could consider Bernardino Bernardino in there too, but you got uh ham Blyer, Kenley Jansen, Lovera, Martin Murphy, uh, Pavetta, Jolie, John Schreiber, who is finally back. He's looking great so far. And then Josh Winkowski. So no Joe Jocks. He went back to uh, back to New Jersey or France. You know, I, I actually did find the where, where was he from? Like Riverside, New Jersey. I think the Eiffel Tower is still there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I've been there. It's do you there. guys see uh, do you guys see Noah's song? I did see that released by the Phillies, and if he clears waivers, he comes back to the Sox. I did see that. I'll be curious. I, I, I would. That. Noah Song was one of the Red Sox top pitching prospects, maybe four years ago. One was of he... many whom did not pan out. Well, he actually he had went a to war. Yeah, he had a legit reason for it. He was what he was drafted by the Navy. Was it? He was Army or at Navy? the Naval Academy. That's right. He got so, drafted by the Sox, but he still had to complete his mandatory service. Yeah, he had to go for what, like two or three years? I think so. Um, and so he hadn't pitched, and then uh, he was made modern available. Ted Williams. What's up? Said he's a modern day Ted Williams. Someone yeah. say. Uh, so he <clears throat> is made available in the Rule Five draft, and the the Phillies took him from the Red Sox, but. Uh, he's not had a great year in uh, in AAA, so they had to either call him up or release him, and they're releasing him. So he's got to go through waivers, and if no one claims him, he will be back probably in Worcester. I would I would take a flyer on him, see if you know he can kind of try to try to figure it out. But you know who's also been struggling is uh, is Thad Ward with the Nationals, who was taken uh, from the Red Sox in the Rule Five Draft this year too. Thad Castle. That's right. That's right. Anyways, should are we wait? Have we recapped the games? No, we're gonna run the run through it real quick. Okay. First off, the Red Sox swept the Atlanta Braves. If the Red Sox get swept in a two-game series, it does not count as a sweep. If they sweep the best team in baseball in a two-game series, uh, it, it absolutely does count as a sweep. They beat the Braves seven to one. Back on Tuesday, Nick Pavetta, another freaking gem out of the bullpen. And, you know, this is just another, you know, great win by the Red Sox. Schreiber was the opener, his first game back from injury. Uh, looked a little bit rocky in that first inning, but that's okay. He only gave up the one run. And then Pavetta, Blyer, Martin, and Jolie combined eight innings out of the pen. Pavetta pitched five of them, shut it down, no runs, 
only give up seven hits uh, and nine strikeouts. And the Red Sox uh, just kind of walked all over the Braves in this one. You had Yoshida hitting a home run in the eighth inning. And after the first inning, the Red Sox held on to that lead for the rest of the game. Yeah, Nick Pavetta, you kind of expect him to come out there and shove at this point, and he does. Good to see Schreiber back. You're right, he did not look super, super sharp, but his first game back kind of to be expected almost. Overall, good win. Jolie Rodriguez, I'm going to try to get his numbers up here uh, in, in, just a mil- in just a minute, but he is he's finally starting to look like a, a really reliable uh, lefty option out of the bullpen. And you got quite a few of them now with... Uh, him, Blyer, uh, Bernardino, and Chris Murphy. So pretty uh, pretty loaded on the left side of the bullpen uh, right now. Every single starter got a hit in this one. Yoshida went 3-4, I mentioned, uh, with the bomb. Casas had a, another knock in this one. And overall, this was just uh, a thumping of the Atlanta Braves. And so I think heading into the second game, the Red Sox, you know, obviously you want to win it, but you're happy you could at least take one from the Braves. And this game was probably the the most electric game of the season and steve you you were there i was there baby i was four rows behind home plate watching a duel between two of the top pitchers in the league and spencer schrider and brian bale there were bombs there was a comeback there was everything you want in this game and it was uh an electric time so the braves and the red sox are scoreless through five and we, we move into the sixth inning, set the scene. Uh, two runners on, nobody out. Brian Bayo throws to Ozzy Albies. He smokes a 393-foot home run into the uh, right field bullpens. And so at that point, the Red Sox are down 3 nothing Again, Steve, as Steve mentioned, you got Strider on the mound. You only got four runs or four innings to score four runs. And my cat's coming in here. What's up? Uh you just, um, you know, the, the comeback is is kind of looking kind of improbable at this point. In fact, after the home run, the Braves had an 87% uh, chance to win this game. But this was a, a resilient comeback. Uh, and and it starts off uh, in the bottom of the sixth inning with that Devers home run. And then the, the seventh inning, Casas homers, uh, and then Turner with the, the huge double. I mean... There hasn't been a lot of, of Justin Turner talk, I feel like, between us this year. But, man, has he been a good signing. He's quietly been one of the best players. Uh, dare I say? Go. In the American League? Say it. Yeah. You can say it. You can say it. He's just Mr. Consistency there, you know. He's steady as she goes, right? You know, he comes up to base with, with runners on. Uh, he did it last night. We'll get into it a little later. He you expect him to get a knock because that's what he does. He he hits it where they ain't and gets guys moving on the base path. That's what Justin Turner does. I mean, just such a real veteran presence. He's 38 years old, um, but he's you know played in in nearly every single game this year for the Red Sox. Uh, you know he's got 16 home runs. He's hitting 288. His OPS is 836. And, you know, the, the, the 16 home runs that he hit, um, I think is a little bit of a, a, a nice surprise because he took quite the dip last year. Uh, he played in a, uh, he only played in 128 games last year, but his home run totals went from 27 to 13. 
Uh, you know, so he's he's still hitting for power. Uh, and also sliding him in at second base. Do you see that play he made the first night against the Giants? I mean, he looks just so comfortable. Yeah, that there. little flip ski. Yeah, that was beautiful. He's a guy, right? He's out there, and he kind of lets the game come to him, I think, is a good way to describe it. He's never trying to do too much at the plate in the field. He makes the right plays at the right time. He doesn't try and you know swing out of his shoes. He just gets, he gets on base, and he... As you mentioned, Guardy, a little a little surprising uh, in a way of how, how well he's played so far this year. If you told me right now, or if you told me at the beginning of the season, maybe even when we first signed Justin Turner, that these were going to be his stats at this point in the season, first of all, probably would have called you a liar. And then I would have said, I'll take that all day long. I'll take that all day and twice on Sunday. 100%. 100%. And I know that there were teams who had checked in with the Red Sox about the availability of trading for Justin Turner. And the Red Sox shot that down quickly. And they No way. Had, they no shot. Absolutely no intentions of dealing him uh, before, uh, before the trade deadline. But, yeah, this was just uh, a huge win. And Casas again, man, he has been so, so good. Uh, this graphic is is two days old now, but the Red Sox posted this. His MLB ranking since the All-Star break. Average 469, first. On-base percentage, first. Uh, 575. His OPS, 1.669. He's slugging over 1,002. Those are both first in uh, the MLB. His weighted runs created first, and he's got six home runs, now seven, which is tied for first place. Unreal. Unreal. He's the moose. Steve, could we get... He's the moose. Antler? Did you do the antlers? At the game? At the game. Buddy. Bear shit in the woods. <laughs> Out of what? Out of what? Pope Catholic. That he is? Yeah. That he is. Yeah, I did the, I did the antlers. Uh, the Red Sox get an insurance run in the eighth inning. Adam Duvall homered to uh, to right center there. I want love the antlers, Steve. I mm. <laughs> I I think I had said last week that I th- I thought the Red Sox were going to trade Adam Duvall. I kind of want them to hold on to him now. You He's been a little hot recently. It's not even that. It's just the fact that. He's only here for one year, and you know, I got a I got a hot take. Uh oh, Steve, you got time to edit or no? Yeah, you can do it. Hot take. I don't think it's off the table that the Red Sox move Alex Verdugo at the trade deadline. I mean, that would just be idiotic. I don't think that it's off the table. Harry's Wi-Fi is crapping a little bit. Is it? 
I, don't, I think it's pretty stupid. I don't think that it's off the table. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. I don't. He's been pretty cold. I feel like his trade value has gone down uh, just throughout the season compared to what it was at the very beginning of the season. I think that your return on get, uh, whatever you would get for Alex Verdugo is going to be lesser than anything um, that Alex Verdugo himself could provide. I just don't really see that as being a realistic scenario. I don't think it's completely off the table. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, Kenley comes in in the ninth inning, gets the save. Connor Wong, man. So, oh, Clausen. They the, got him. You got the ears or the antlers. It's, it's kind like, of a deer, but it's, a little, it's, it's like uh, a reindeer. But yeah, yeah, it'll work. It'll play. Should we I do was a hoping they, moose episode? I don't think they. What'd you say, Gardner? Instead of a cat, ep- wait, instead of the cat episode, the moose, oh, episode. moose episode. Yeah, I'm with Honest- it. What? I'm with it. All right. Honestly, uh, yeah, I just you know Connor Wong's been just nails behind the plate, and it's been nice seeing Alfaro not back there. That's all. All I, all I got on that. So. Yeah, you, Steve, you got anything else from uh from the the five three win? I mean that that felt like an October game. Yeah, that was a World Series game one preview. Book it, October twenty third. I don't actually know if it, uh, that's that's the day, but book it. All uh, the Red Sox fly out to San Francisco for Friday, and they win that one uh three to two. Cutter Crawford with another solid start. He is just again flown so under the radar this year and. You, you, you know, you, you still kind of forget about him, but he's been very, very good. Yeah, Cutter's been great. We aren't where we are today without him. Red Sox were facing off against the Giants' ace, uh, Logan Webb. And they were able to at least scratch three runs uh, off of him, and Casas drove in the first two runs for the Red Sox. He had the ground rule double in the second, and then the the freaking nuke in the fifth inning 435 feet to left center uh just an absolute bomb uh the teams both traded runs in the eighth inning uh with with ref snyder singling and then jock peterson homering but uh that was it kenley uh gets the save and the red Sox at this point had won five in a row good win good win Giants are kind of a lowly team at this point. No, they're uh, so the wild card right now. They have a better record than the Red Sox. Really, do they? Well, by by half a game. Feel like uh, they don't they don't strike me as a as a postseason team right now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, uh, yesterday James Paxton gets the start for the Red Sox. Uh, gave up five or went five. Gave up eight hits, one run, five strikeouts. And the Red Sox nearly came back in this one. Uh, Steve, I know you you had mentioned you were going to talk about Turner in a minute, but you bring out Kenley for the third straight game. And, you know, not not a surprising win for the Giants. Uh, you look at the game, you watch the game, you look at the box score, the Giants deserve to win that game. At the end of the day, they had pretty much triple the amount of hits the Red Sox had. Uh, the Red Sox couldn't get anything going until that uh, ninth inning little rally, that little three three at bat rally, and then 
you know, ball don't lie at the end of the day. Kenley Jansen throws one pitch pretty much middle-middle, and guy takes him yard. So Giants kind of deserve to win that game. They left, I think, uh, around 14 runners on base. Sean Manea, uh, he shoved against us for practically no reason because he's had a bad season so far this year. Just didn't deserve to win that game. Justin Turner did come through with that clutch knock to uh, get us two runs over the board or on the board. Who was the uh, who's the Giants closer? What's that kid's name? Or was Brian Wilson? Yeah, no I mean, ball. He, no. Oh, yeah, well, he he throws <laughs> Brian, gas. Brian Wilson. Remember the uh, was it Old Spice who used to have those commercials of like the lumberjacks in yeah. his beard? No free yeah. ads. <laughs> That snapped his uh his save streak, save situation uh, converted streak, and uh, but then he ended up getting getting the win against us. So yeah, yeah, Red Sox just never really got it going. Only five hits in this one. Turner had just a huge knock there in the ninth inning. Uh, Duvall had two hits as well, and then Alex Verdugo was the uh, the only other player that uh, the Red Sox had who got a hit. Uh, and so that leaves us where we are right now, going into the rubber match tonight against the Giants. And then you got three on the road in Seattle. And then you come back home for three next weekend against the Toronto Blue Jays. We got some questions. From who? Take a guess. I don't want to. Just tell me. <sighs> they're, uh, they're from Matt. First question comes in from Matt. He says, what's the worst date you've ever been on? going to say the first date I ever went on, probably for my own doing. Just a uh, just completely awkward kid. Was that last yeah. week? Yeah, it was yesterday. Sometimes you got to do the wrong things to know what the right things are. And you know what, Steve? I did all of the wrong things. Now I know. Now you know. Attaboy. Uh, next question. Know. I feel like, yeah, that's just the way it goes. First date's usually the, the worst one. No one else, no usually one else in, is going to Usually answer. in middle school. What? Nobody else is going to answer this No, I, I was talking still. Guardy was trying to push it along. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I agree, though. It's just like, you know, first one's a little weird. You got to go to, like, I don't know, like the mall where like Patriots place or something like that. And then you're kind of just walking around, hanging out. No direction as to what, what to do. Just all around awkward. Yeah. Seventh, eighth grade. That's what a time. Not fun. Next question comes in from Matt. He says, what's the, most expensive round of drinks you've ever purchased. Well, it's like when you go to a bar with a big group of people, it's just like you gotta fight you gotta fight your way to the to the bar to order a drink and whoever the first one's there, you just like you get you get the round for for everybody. I know there's probably moments where I bought like eight or nine people drinks at like a single time and that adds okay. up depends to where you are 
and then uh, they get you back later. There was one time in Cancun. Um, there was I was I was with my my dear friend Johnny, <laughs> and we were at a place that uh, you kind of just pay to get in, and then the drinks are are included, but you are expected to like leave a tip. Um, Johnny threw a lot of cash on the bar. I don't know how much it was, but he said, give me as many tequila sodas as you can. <laughs> and the guy lined up, I don't know, 16 cups or something like that. And all, uh, all eight people got two tequila sodas. There was, there was enough tequila sodas to probably kill a horse. And that ended up probably being like. $180 or something like that. I have no idea how much money he threw down on the bar, but we got a lot of a lot of things in return. Wow. Keep keep this next to my bed for those yeah. with the nice. Pop a melatonin, take a swig. Yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know, probably like a hundred bucks. People you, you get paid back or you you know, someone else gets the next one. Next question, final question comes in from Matt. He says, What's the best month of summer? Probably July. I think it's I'm gonna I'm gonna th- this is a very simple one to answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda f- forge it a little bit. I'm gonna say the the second half of June and the first half of July. Yeah, that wasn't a question, but I, I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I'll say July. Just <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say June. All right. Klaus, you get the Yahtzee of the week. Costas, man, four thirty Oppo at Oracle Park is, is you, you really got to shove one out there if you're doing that. Yeah, that was a that be was a big boy, an absolute bomb. I just also came across the uh, the I Promise article. Yeah, not great. Those those kids are screwed. Great. I promise you'll all be bad at math. <laughs> uh, you guys got an Alex Cora so impact Jordan, player. Again, again, Jordan and his UNC uh, degree would never. It's what a college education gets you. Alex Cora impact player of the week. Yeah. A-C-P-I-T-O-T-O-D-W-W-J. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Cutter Crawford. He turned in a great start yesterday. Uh, has he been the best player of the week? Probably not, but he, he had a good impact. He went against, uh, Logan Webb. Red Sox got the win. I'm going to give Cutter Crawford a 0.59. On the ACOTPWJD scale. I mean, I think I've picked this kid like every week for the past month. The Moose, Tristan Casas, continues to rake, continues to hit bombs, continues to get RBIs. I'm going to give the guy a nice 0.81. He's been elite. Hmm. I'm going to give. Uh, I was going to give it to, wait, hold on. I was going to give it to Yu Chang because he's been playing a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, n- not necessarily playing great. 
So I'll default back to uh, Brian Bayo, 0.69. Happy to have you back, buddy. It's not a boy. Not a boy. Closing out the ninth. What do you guys got? Win today. Take everything every day, one day at a time. Win today. And if you win today every day, then you're in the playoffs. I came across an interesting statistic last night. Red Sox, after 103 games, so this is before the game yesterday, 2023, they're 56 and 47. And in 2004, they were also 56 and 47. Oh! Funny how that works. Funny what did they do that year? How that works. Quite interesting. The Sox won 98 games that year, so they would have to go on an absolute tear. They went on a heater at the end of 2004. I also hey, saw Maybe something. they'll do it. They're getting, they're getting some of their best players back. Maybe they'll just get white hot. Might never lose again. What if trading Alex Verdugo in 2023 is the Nomar trade of 2004? I mean, Verdugo is nowhere as good, but. Would the Red Sox get back for no more? Edgar Renteria. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's it was right. such like a bullshit. They got they got pennies back for that $100 bill. Oh, poor Nomar. He still got a ring, but if you, I was actually thinking about this the other day. If you were on a team like now and you get traded to another team, and they the the first team you're on wins the World Series. Do you uh, do you accept that ring? Or uh, it depends what you did. You know what I mean. I think that ninety nine percent of the time you accept the ring. Uh, whether or not you kind of deserve it, there's definitely been situations where players have contributed to wins throughout the season before they got traded. And if you help get any amount of wins for that team throughout the season then you deserve a ring because you contributed uh, to the entire, you know, body work. There you go. I, uh, I, w- I was wrong. It was Orlando Cabrera and Doug Mikowitz. Nice. Doug who? No more. Doug who? Mikowitz. Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz. Whatever his name is. It's a lot of, it's a lot of consonants in there. <laughs> Um, my closing out the ninth thought. It's gonna be a fun couple days. You got the trade deadline. You got San Francisco. You got Seattle. The Red Sox, uh, after the loss last night, are two and a half games out of the wild card spot. They're only seven games out of the division too. The Rays are starting to fall off. It's gonna be oh geez, I just dropped my phone. It's gonna be abs- absolute heater. Of a stretch down uh down these last last uh two months for uh for postseason position. Yeah, we'll see what other teams in the AL East do to uh, bolster their rosters, see what uh moves the Orioles make, the Rays make, probably the Yankees. I assume are gonna buy because they're delusional. <laughs> the Rays missed out on Giolito. I, I thought he was gonna go there, but he's headed to the Angels and already made a start yeah. for them. Clausen, you gotta you gotta close out the ninth. Was it good? My closing out the ninth was uh, through one hundred and three games. Yeah, the two thousand four thing. <laughs>
Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Anyways, if you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher. And we will be back next week with episode 134. See ya!